This is the IDP After Show. It's training camp hype season. Are we buying into the buzz or are we fading the noise today on the IDP After Show? We are going to break it all down. I'm your host for today, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soul Shack this afternoon. On my left, Bobby Reynolds. Bobbo, how are you today? I'm good, Josh. Beautiful day here in Kentucky. Lots of training camp news to talk about. I'm here for it. Let's do it. We're going to basically go down some of the news items that our boy Boo Bam has been hitting on in his IDP Minute. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at the IDP Show. He's been dropping these videos every day, recapping some of the camp nuggets that you want to know for your IDP league. So I pulled out about six or seven here, and we're just going to talk about Bobo. You buying into it? Is this worth following? Or should we just ignore what's happening here with these camp reports? Because this is hype season this is twitter video season yeah i think it's a little easy to get carried away this time of year mm -hmm. you got to stay grounded in reality yep yep you can only line uh B. John robinson up against a uh, middle linebacker uh you know on the line so many times until it's just like all right that's enough Atlanta. it was like troy anderson beat him on that first rep yep. and now B. John robinson's goal in life is just to destroy uh, Anderson in every training uh, training camp video that comes out. I agree. You got to take uh, all the videos of uh, of Justin Ross and uh, you know take it, take things with a grain of salt. We're still we've uh, been here before, guys. It's August first. We've been here before. Yep. Don't get sucked in. But let's talk about some of the IDP headlines. And we are starting in Carolina, mm -hmm. where the former Falcon and Brown Dion Jones just signed. Bobo. Mm -hmm. He is essentially the Corey Littleton replacement, expected to be that third linebacker behind Frankie Louvu and Shaq Thompson. Does this matter? Should IDP managers be paying attention to Dion Jones in Carolina? Maybe a little bit. I think so. I really do. Yeah. I don't think this is just nothing. You know, Corey. Littleton didn't do anything essentially last year in Carolina. Actually, I think he's with Houston, uh, Corey yes. Littleton right now. Yes, he is. Um, but no, Deion Jones, even down there um, last season down the stretch with the Browns, had a couple games where it was like, am I supposed to start Deion Jones or Tony Fields Jr. or maybe Taki Taki was hurt at that point. Um, the depth chart is not super deep there in Carolina, in my opinion. We all love Frankie Louvu. We all hope that he replicates his 2022 in 2023. We all like Shaq Thompson, think he's a great buy in a lot of our best balls. Yep. But there is a world where Deion Jones has some relevancy, at least in some of our deeper leagues. He's a great injury, replacement, mm -hmm. bi-week fill-in type of guy. I think he is going to be the third linebacker in that pecking order. Mm -hmm. But in terms of team landing spots, mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of these linebacker depth charts were pretty well set. Carolina was one of those teams where you saw a need mm -hmm. behind the two entrenched starters. So I think we need to pay attention. Depending on the depth of your bench, could be a sneaky add, and especially in these best ball drafts, mm -hmm. uh, because you want to think about injury replacement guys yep. because there are going to be injuries, mm -hmm. right? So even if a guy doesn't have a path to snaps right now, mm -hmm. he could yeah. as we get later into the season. I also think maybe that team thinks that they could mess around and maybe compete a little bit this year. I think so too. And that NFC South where there's not really a clear front runner in my yep. opinion, everybody thinks maybe the Saints with Derek Carr, I think they're maybe kind of getting their ducks in a row for maybe a run. I'd love to see it. Mm -hmm. Let's move to the next topic here, which is the 
linebacker two battle in Buffalo. I think we've all at different points this offseason bet on different horses. Sure. But the training camp hype coming out, Bobo, is that essentially it has become a two horse race from amongst the five candidates who were vying for this job. And as a reminder, that was Tyrell Dotson, Terrell Bernard, Dorian Williams, AJ Klein, and even some character named mm. Balin Spector. Sure, know him. Yeah, so the two that have emerged and it seems like the news is shifting day by day. I think the Bills are starting to hone in on two guys in particular is Tyrell Dotson and Terrell Bernard. Mm -hmm. So if you had to put your money on one of these guys to secure this job, which we know is profitable, yeah. this is the Tremaine Edmonds role. Yeah. Who are you putting your money on here on August 1st? I'm going to answer your question without answering your question. Okay, great. I love I'm when you do that. I'm putting my money on Matt uh, Milano. There you go. That think, is, that's the best bet. Honestly, I think this is just a smoke to go and get Matt Milano. If we're looking at it from an IDP perspective, let somebody else figure out who the LB2 is going to be. Throw something in the scuttle, uh, scuttlebutt. Shout out XMFL. <laughs> throw something out in your main channel or, or however you guys communicate um, about this kind of like fight for the LB2. And um, go see if you can't get Matt Milano. I don't know who it's going to be. Maybe you have a more clear answer than I do. It just makes me love Matt Milano more and more. I think, because I'm, I'm not looking at so much the beginning of the season. Sure. Because I really want to, as best I can, find that guy who's going to be surging mm -hmm. late in the season yep. that nobody's really paying attention to right now. I know who you're going to say. I just think Dorian Williams yep. is the guy that I want to bet on long term. Mm -hmm. This happens a lot. We see guys get buried on the depth chart. Another guy we're going to talk about, Christian Harris, didn't see the field until about what? a month or two into the season yep. last year. Yep. So just because a highly drafted rookie and Dorian Williams for where linebackers are being drafted in the NFL did get good draft capital. 100%. And I think Terrell Bernard, Tyrell Dotson, one of those two guys is going to win the starting job. I think it's probably going to be Tyrell Dotson, if I had to guess. Von Miller seems to think so. Mm -hmm. But Dorian Williams is the horse that I want to bet on for that back half of the season. When we're getting close to fantasy playoff time, that's the guy I want to put my money on. And they might not really be trying to replicate the defense that they had last year because it's, you know, they're not necessarily trying to replace a Tremaine Edmonds. You know, that secondary is a little bit different. The front four is different, obviously, uh, with the addition of Leonard Floyd and everything now. So we might not be looking for who is this year's, you know, Tremaine Edmonds role. I agree with you. I think maybe sneaky, like week eight, through the rest of the um, regular season, it probably could be um, Dorian Williams. Shout these, out, Addy. These two guys are fine. Yeah. I think they're serviceable. Fine. They are fine. That's but a great I think way to put they it. drafted Dorian Williams yeah. because they realized that once this guy is able to hit the ground running, it is going to be wheels up for Dorian Williams. And this is super important to pay attention to just because this is one of the most profitable LB2 roles That's in right. the NFL. That's right. As long as that defense doesn't change drastically, the LB2 there will be very important. We'll see how it changes with Sean McDermott calling plays now yeah, Leslie yeah. Frazier's out the door but mm -hmm. you know I think if you want to try to get the winner of this race right now mm -hmm. probably going to be Tyrell Dotson in my opinion mm -hmm. but I'm still holding out hope for Dorian Williams just like the NFL we play for the fantasy playoffs you're not right. always playing for that first four weeks you can do both you can take players that you think are going to contribute now mm -hmm. and stash guys that you think are going to contribute later so let's talk about another linebacker situation. This is going to be the linebacker update I episode, it. Bobo. It is Jelani Tavai versus Marte Mapu for New England's linebacker two spot. 
Mapu is kind of one of these weird safety linebacker hybrid type of players that Bill Belichick just loves to get get his hands on, and he's already making waves, making plays at training camp. I think Mapu could be a sneaky stash and just see what you have there. Now, you know my personal feelings on the New England IDPs. No thank you. But if you are trying to get a piece of this defense, I don't think Mapu is going to cost you a lot right now. And the drumbeat has been very strong for this guy. Is there a chance that it's both? Is there a chance yes. that Belichick oh, yes. wants to run out? the uh, Jelani Tavai, I believe, got a, uh, got a paycheck from them last offseason. So they obviously like what they saw from Jelani Tavai, a guy that I've always liked in the NFL. I mean, is he an LB1 or an LB2 for us? No. Um, could he have some LB3, LB4 weeks? Yes. Absolutely. But yes. I think maybe in Bill Belichick's weird mind, which uh, doing the weird thing with the microphone at his belly button? Have you been watching? I that? haven't seen this. He's no. been lowering the uh, microphone down to about about belt level, and um, that's so Bill Belichick. It's really bizarre. But um, I think in a weird world, there it could be both of these guys. Yes. You know, there's been some moves in the secondary. I think Kyle Duggar has actually had a pretty good camp. Who I know Macri really loves. I've loved Duggar over the years. It was interesting hearing Tripp say he expects Duggar to get more than 90% of the snaps. He doesn't really see a reason why this guy won't play other than I would say Bill Belichick. It's hard to see from a logistical NFL perspective, how you take Kyle Duggar off of the field. Exactly. But exactly like you're saying, sometimes Bill Belichick finds a reason to. I saw today where Matt Judon was running with the twos um, behind, I believe, Keon White and Josh Uche were playing with the ones. So that defense is sneaky, got some fun pieces on it. Good defensive I just tackles. Wish it wasn't New England. I agree. You I know? agree. So I think you're right. I think both of these guys will be relevant. I think Uche and uh, Keon White. What's a harder thing to predict, this or the Buffalo LB2 battle? Oh, definitely New England. Yeah, 100%. Yes, it's like, because every week, you could get it right to start the season, and then it switches week two, and then switches back week three. But the point is, I'm seeing a little bit of even normie buzz around Mm -hmm. Marte Mapu, so Mm -hmm. when that starts to happen, that really perks up my ears. So uh, I know Bill Simmons, who's a huge Patriots fan, was talking about Marte Mapu on Twitter, so I was like, I need to check in on that. And sure enough, dude's making plays. So speaking of making plays, Christian Harris is seemingly going to have the chance to do that for the Houston Texans. He has been the linebacker who is staying on the field, Bobbo. We wondered who that LB would be alongside. Is it Christian Harris? Is it alongside Denzel Perryman? Who's the LB1? Who's the LB2? You've got the Christian bros, Kirksey and Harris, plus Perryman. We know Littleton's there as well. So it seems like from early indications, Christian Harris may be the LB that you want. This makes sense, right? Because that's a growing team. You don't have a established veteran quarterback in there in Aaron Rodgers or in Derek Carr where you know, all right, we have a small window. We've got to win here pretty quick because we have gone and invested a whole lot in a bunch of veterans. They know what they are. C.J. Stroud is going to win some games. He's going to lose some games. But I agree with this decision. If the decision from D'Amico Ryans is to roll with the younger Christian Harris and let him start from day one and let him learn, um, I'm 100% in agreement. I think that that's probably the best-case scenario. Um, Plug him in, let him play, let him learn. He's going to look bad a lot probably, um, especially early on in the season. But just kind of stick with him because the Perrymans, the Kirksies, all of those guys are just rentals. They're They're there for a year or two maybe. Corey Littleton's probably there for a short amount of time. Um, if he even makes the roster. <laughs> I agree. Another name to pay attention to, and I keep saying it, Henry 2020. Yep. Um, young guy, 
has really similar traits to like a Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner type that you could see D'Amico Ryan's liking. So may not get a ton of play early on in the season like we were mentioning uh, Dorian Williams having, but later towards the end of the year, once the rookies kind of start to you know get a little bit more PT, another guy we just kind of need to pay attention to. I think this is smoke right now, mm-hmm. and I'll, and here's why. Because I think Christian Harris needs the training camp reps. Mm-hmm. And I know Denzel Perryman is coming over to a new team, but this is a veteran guy, mm-hmm. and we've seen him be relevant. We've seen him be on the field. So if I had to put my money on who is starting week one, who gets the lion's share of the snaps for the Texans, I still think it's Perryman. I love that. Now, I still think – I do think Christian Harris will be the guy alongside Denzel Perryman. Mm-hmm. So that could be what you're seeing here is – Hey, we know Harris is going to be out there a ton. Learn the defense. Look at the 49ers, yep. right? You have Dre Greenlaw, you have Fred Warner, two linebackers on the field the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. I think a similar split could be coming with Perryman playing the larger percentage of the snaps. Another way to keep Perryman and Kirksey healthy. Yep. You know, guys that have, I don't know about Perryman, but I know Kirksey has really struggled with health yes. in his NFL career. Um, yeah, gosh, man, it would be fun if Littleton, Littleton's still not that old. It would still be fun if... Uh, if Little can, Littleton could have a little bit of a resurgence there, while you had some some younger rookies, I think Littleton's better than Christian Kirksey. If you had a you know a hierarchy scale, I would rather roll out Perryman and Littleton as opposed to Perryman and Kirksey. But you know exactly like you're saying, another very profitable LB one LB two situation on the same team that we're going to have to pay attention to. I mean, we saw what the San Francisco 49ers yep. linebackers were able to do with D'Amico Ryan's, yep. and I think even if it's not to the same level, because none of these guys are even close to what Greenlaw and Fred Warner are, yeah. the production is there to be had in this D'Amico Ryan's defense. Yeah, let me remind you, Fred Warner, Adams, LB5 in Dynasty right now, Dre Greenlaw, Adams, LB7. Yep. So even from a Dynasty perspective, guys that are very, very valuable and hold their value for quite some time. And, you know, 2020 could be the yep. guy that... maybe that D'Amico Ryan's tabs as this is the type of linebacker I want to build around in Houston. We'll see. He picked him. That's right. He picked him. That's he the did, one thing he to remember. He did not pick Christian Harris. Yeah, he didn't pick Harris. He didn't pick Kirksey. Mm-hmm. He did sign Littleton and Perryman. Yep. So I think they're going to play. Yep. You know, new regime coming in. Pay attention to the moves that they make. Yep. Those are the guys that they have loyalty and a plan for. Mm-hmm. So next up here, though, is a player who's – relevant picture is on the wall it's not in the camera shot but you know what jersey is framed over here if you've watched this show before it is Shaq Leonard Shaq is back man from everything we're hearing he was supposed to be on a snap count no sir he is getting about 90 percent of the snaps at training camp thus far Pat McAfee was there said this dude looks healthy he looks hungry Mm. that all sounds great in July and August but I'm still not letting myself buy back in I think Shaq should be rising in the ADP, don't get me wrong. I'm still not willing to take that ride because I'm just going to be terrified the entire time, especially as a Colts fan. I don't want it to sting double when Shaq gets hurt, screws my beloved NFL team, and then screws my IDP squad as well. Yeah, you got to take this. This is the news you got to take with a grain of salt. While we're hearing from, you know, pretty reputable sources that Shaq looks like he is uh, pretty healthy running around, um... Yeah, this is probably one of those things. It's still Shaq Leonard. Yeah, this is one of those things for me where it's like, this might be a nice little buy Zaire window. Uh, maybe Zaire's price has dropped a little bit. If you've got a deep league, I moved him down in my I moved him down in my redraft rankings. Yep, yep. I moved Shaq up, moved Zaire down. Mm-hmm. I still have Zaire higher, mm-hmm. 
But um, man, those would be two fun players. Zaire is a fun player in his own right. I want to see it. They showed EJ Speed mm-hmm. alongside Zaire Franklin and Darius Leonard in the photo. Yeah, and uh, I was listening to Brett Coleman and uh, another EJ mm-hmm. over on the Bootleg uh, Football Podcast, mm-hmm. and they were talking up one of their favorite free agency moves in the AFC South this offseason was the Colts bringing back EJ Speed. Wow, they love this guy. I do. And Brett is a fantastic, you know kind of film guru understands what makes players you know perform well on the nfl field so mm-hmm. that made my ears perk up because i've always just seen ej speed as kind of just like a guy yeah but um hearing brett gush about this dude it it i moved ej speed up in the ranks as well i think you should be optimistic this is good news about Shaq leonard but just don't let it pull the wool over your eyes that this is still an injury prone player who I would not be relying on as my LB1. I'm not taking him as my first linebacker in any sort of best ball league uh, because oh, yeah. I don't want to have to, you know, eat that bitter pill if indeed he does, you know, uh, have a back injury, hurt his neck, get another concussion, break his nose. Right now, Leonard is the LB21 right now in ADP. Um, you like That's that? That's going to keep going up. You, you feel comfortable at 21? 21. So if that's he's my overall, LB2. Overall about, let's see, 55, pick 55. That's still too rich for me. Yeah. I just like other linebackers in that range better mm-hmm. that don't have the injury track record that Shaq Leonard carries. Okay, and then you have Zaire as LB6. Yeah, that's uh, too ADP rich too. overall at 30. That's too high. Because there is a chance that Shaq is back. Yep. And that Zaire is the LB2, and so I don't want to take that guy at LB6. It's just, it's a very weird situation right now because if we do get Shaq... He is an he is a top ten linebacker for IDP. Now I will say a lot of dynasty managers are pretty frustrated with Shaq Leonard. So if you could like steal Shaq Leonard, he for just a got sold fourth, in, in our league this offseason. Yep, I mean a fourth. I don't know if I'm giving a third for Shaq Leonard. Um, I would probably give a third. It's it's close though. If it's a good team's third, you know it's going to be a back-end third I, I or something. I don't think you're getting them for a fourth. I really don't. Probably I think not. the manager's going to want at least a third. It might be time to kind of wine and dine a little bit right now to try to If you can of, get them cheap. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And if he falls to like linebacker 28, 30 okay. in these best ball drafts. Back-end LB2. Absolutely all Middle day. LB3. Yes. I like that. That would be fine. If I'm taking him as my LB3, mm-hmm. which I don't think you're going to be able to get him that late, yeah. but if the room that you're in is just really out on Shaq Leonard, but now people are going to be back in because yeah. of all these positive reports. It's so. a good thing, though, because the reason you're probably not paying JT right now is because Shaq Leonard's contract is super expensive. Yes, it so is. It's a, it's a good world in IDP when we have a healthy Shaq Leonard, so I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping for, for it. Look, I'm hopeful. Yep. He's on the wall for a reason. I want to see the Maniac healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm just not willing to buy back in at this point. I'm with you. You know, I'd rather see it for a season, and then we can talk. Yep. But let's talk about the possible replacement for Julian Love with the New York Giants. It's Jason Pinnock season. Mm. Bobo, that one-handed interception is probably the defensive highlight of the offseason so far. I love it. I love it. I mean, it's pretty nasty. I would kind of love to even go out in the yard and try to replicate it. You may break a lot of bones uh, yeah. or tear a lot of muscles. Absolutely. You're uh, you're definitely pulling a hammy coming off the ground, and yep. then the, uh, the the hand is going to be broken, I would say. No, Pinnock is a guy who we need to pay attention to. If we look back uh, over the last couple of years, that Julian Love role, if that is in, you know, 
in the realm of possibility for maybe Pinnock to play has been very profitable for IDP. Um, We have not quite seen Xavier McKinney take off and, you know, into that safety one ascension quite yet. Um, So who's to say that maybe Pinnock couldn't be the safety to roster there in, uh, in New York. Great late round DB Mm -hmm. target. Absolutely. Don't mind at all grabbing this guy because yeah, if he manages to get the Julian Love role, that's a, that's a, I don't know that it's necessarily a um, player that I want to try to figure out in rostered leagues. Sure. But for best ball purposes, yes, please. And I think it's even aside from just the, the crazy interception, I've been hearing that he has looked pretty decent in camp aside from the, the crazy, uh, the highlight that I try to stray away from, you know, this time of year, you, you gotta take all this. That stuff one was pretty sick, though. But that one's hard to look away from. Man, I agree. It's you like, want to watch that one a couple times. You got the playmaking ability. Oh, yeah. on display. So yes, Jason Panak is a very fun late target. So look, look at this one real quick. Let's. I pulled his PFF grades yes. from last uh, last season. Um, he in 2022 with the New York Giants had a defensive grade of 61, a run defense grade of 76, and then a tackling grade of 67. The year before in 2021 had an 89 run defense grade and an 87 tackle grade. There you go, Jason. That was with the New York Jets. So um, very small sample size for the, for the first couple of years, but. I mean, there's been some movement with the DBs there in New York, so the opportunity is probably going to arise for uh, Mr. Panak. Love to see it. Speaking of the New York Giants, let's talk about some beavers. Sure. Of the Darien variety, but Ooh. first, the Bucky's variety. Oh, boy. We'll get the full Bucky's take when Adam's yeah. here in the Soad Shack as well, but I think we made a believer out of you. Yeah, Bucky's pretty dang good. Bucky's is pretty awesome, isn't it? You know, I don't fall for the whole, like, you know, we got Bucky chairs and we got Bucky umbrellas. And I don't need Bucky all that. This and cooler. You got a Yeti Bucky. <laughs> I mainly want the food. I get that. Yeah. The food was pretty fantastic. It was great. What'd you get? I'm a big, uh, it's going to be really boring for you. I'm a big pecan guy. Oh, the, the pecans uh, warm are amazing. Cinnamon sugar yes. pecans. Oh, yes. Dear goodness. I could almost what a treat. Just put those back in a half a second. Yes. Uh, but I got the. Uh, I got the brisket, you know, the uh, brisket on the board. Oh, yeah. Got to love that. Yep. Fresh brisket. And uh, I think the best thing that I got, I got a hot apple pie. Ooh. I'm a sucker for a little uh, for a little country apple pie. Man, it was good. It's, it's, uh, all, all the food is amazing. But now I feel exactly like what Adam said when he went to the beach. So we went to Carolinas, and uh, I visited the, the Bucky's in Tennessee. I thought about it the entire, the entire time way. I was there. Yep. I thought, at what point... <laughs> During the day, yes. are we going back through the Buckies? Unfortunately, I didn't get breakfast Buckies because I've heard that's the best. Yes, I think but, it um, is. Uh, brunch, uh, lunch Buckies was pretty dang good yeah. too. They have great variety. So yep. just next time, if you can we'll, time we'll up the drive, sure. get on the road about four or whatever yep. time you need to get through to get Buckies good breakfast. Good gas, yes. all that good stuff. All that it's got what like eighty pumps probably, oh, and they're all. P- full like yes, every I every mean, one of them look for a spot you're waiting yeah. to get gas just so, another monopoly in the world that's right you love to see it sorry mom and pops <laughs> but darian beavers you have the most random side bet i think of the entire offseason sure. in idp land with jake colhagen yeah. he is team mcfadden okay. you are team beavers mm-hmm. this was some good news sounds like darian beavers is getting some early run alongside bobby okarake how you feeling i think it makes sense because if you go back and look at preseason before Darian Beavers uh, tore his ACL, I think he tore his ACL in week one of the preseason last year. But if you kind of look going back um, last training camp, there was a lot of Darian Beavers talk. There was a lot of hype. People were really enjoying what they saw out of Darian Beavers. So, again, this is super speculative. Um, you know, even back to the 
Oh my gosh, the linebacker who was there forever, who has the big Pokemon collection. Yeah, Blake Martinez. Yeah, I mean, it was primarily a, an LB1 role, but now new coaching staff, lots of different players. I can see a world where there's two very relevant linebackers outside of Bobby Okereke, and then maybe it's Darian Beavers. I did see a tweet earlier where they had Darian Beavers standing up and rushing off the edge, which oh is goodness. like, please my heart's going to quit if you don't stop this. But, um, yeah, it's still early, but it's a, it's a nugget we might need to pay attention to. And it's here's the thing. Not all training camp news has relevance at mm-hmm. the beginning of the season. Yeah. Because a lot of times we are talking about a role, you know, the Giants linebacker, too, that probably is not going to be a startable asset week in and week out. But yeah. we always talk about it. You need to know the depth charts. Mm-hmm. Why? Because when injuries inevitably happen, you want to be able to get those waiver claims in and not have to go waiting for us to talk about who's the hot waiver pickup or your favorite article to drop, unless you're on the IDPshow.com, in which case we get them on Monday night for you so you can set those waiver claims for Tuesday morning. But you want to have a head start. So just be getting on our lads, look at the depth charts, Mm -hmm. pay attention to these training camp Reports because even if you don't want to necessarily roster McFadden or Beavers to start the season, you just kind of keep them on the back burner. Mm -hmm. Keep them in mind Mm -hmm. uh, because there will come a time at some point in the season, these guys that we are not even on our radar right now will not only be relevant, some of these guys will be finishing as top 12 linebackers. Frankie Louvu. It happens every season. And and Frankie Louvu, from the perspective of who would have even thought that there would be an LB2 in Carolina that was going to be super relevant outside of, you know, we kind of thought maybe Corey Littleton or there's actually another guy there. I can't remember off the top of my head who it is right this second. But not only was he a really good LB2, he kind of moved Shaq Thompson to the side and was like, hey, I'll hold the LB1 yeah. spot here if, if that's cool. Don't and mind then, me. Even in IDP a lot of weeks, it was like, hey – IDP. I'm just going to be the LB1 for the week, if that's cool. Yep. You know, and I think that a guy like Darian Beavers, there's going to be lots of these guys that we talk about, whether it's a Mapu, a Christian Harris, a Zaire Franklin, a Dorian Williams. They're going to have that opportunity because, no offense to your boy Bobby O, but he is not Fred Warner. No. He does not have an NFL, you know, linebacking uh, position. Just He's not just super he's, entrenched His track in that. record is not impeccable. Uh, uh, 100%. 100%. So, just a guy to pay attention to, Darian Beavers, um, even Micah McFadden. Another thing that you were talking about as far as our lads, something I pay attention to this time of year is the sleeper app, which went crazy and has updated. I know, the and redesign I can't figure is throwing out. us. We're too old for this shit. It's awesome sleeper, on, but give me, give me a solid a week ahead of advance yeah, to prepare I can mind. start to prep. <laughs> but one of the best things I, I look at is uh, you go and look up at a, a guy like Bobby O. I like going to the team. Mm-hmm. You go over to the team and you can actually see like the depth chart yes. at the time. So that's always helpful for me as well to kind of look and see like, all right, not necessarily where are these guys lined up, but just like I do in running back depth charts right now, the two things I pay attention to, what are the running back depth charts? What are the linebacking depth charts? That's just right. because they, they get hurt a lot. Yep. Well, there you go, folks. Some training camp nuggets. Like I said, be sure you're following us on Twitter at the IDP show. Jeff has been dropping those videos every day, recapping the most important 
IDP camp nuggets. So these were just a few that we kind of pulled out to say, does this matter? What are we kind of making of these reports? Should you be paying attention to this? So hope you all enjoy. Bobo, thanks for coming over. Always. We're doing some improvements to the Sode Shack. Mm -hmm. So you were uh, helpful with the tools. Oh, yeah. I always call you if I need something uh, yes, unscrewed or, mm -hmm. or hammered or uh -huh. whatever the case might be. Nailed. You know what I mean, folks? <laughs> Getting a little hot under the collar here. But uh, yeah, so we're making some changes here. We are always trying to uh, level up that year four leap, Bobo. Hey, just keep leaping. So thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the IDP After Show. Jace will be back on Sunday with Jason Snyder doing another divisional preview. So until next time, y'all take care, and we'll see you soon. This was the IDP After Show. <laughs>